Hallelujah. The Lord is good. I welcome you to this broadcast of the Herald of Glory podcast. I'm always excited to bring you the Word of God. And today, God has asked me to speak, to bring you the Word of Peace. So I will be speaking on a message I, I have titled, Peace in the Storm. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless your word in the heart of everyone that hears. And by the power of your word, bring salvation, bring peace into every storm in the life of everyone that will hear this word. In the precious name of Jesus, stretch out your mighty hand and heal the sick. Stretch out your mighty hand and quench the raging storm. Stretch out your mighty hand and bring peace into the heart and into the situation and every family that will ever hear these recordings in the precious name of Jesus. Praise God. Our Bible reading, we shall be taking it from Luke 8, Luke chapter 8, 22 to 25. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, Let us go unto the other side of the lake and they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they all filled, and they were filled with water, and were in jeopardy. And they came to him, and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind, and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commanded even the winds and water, and obey him. Peace in the storm. Peace in the storm. Life is full of storms. In the Bible passage you just read, the mission of Jesus and his people was just to go from point A to point B through the sea, through the waters. But just get going from point A to point B storm arose nobody ever plans for storm a husband and wife are expecting a child the wife has gotten pregnant and they have gone to thank God they are excited to receive a new baby. They are excited. They make all necessary preparation, take every medical precaution, waiting for the day of delivery. And the day the baby arrived, the, day the baby arrived with some abnormalities. They wanted a perfect baby, a normal baby. But what came? was a special child and that singular occurrence in their lives changed their life, the texture, the atmosphere, the, 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 the workload 
of their family life forever. They didn't plan for it. A newlywed celebrating God that, ah, finally, he has met the bone of his bone. She's celebrating God. Finally, she has met the love of her life. And they are starting a new life, expecting, with great expectations, ex expecting excitement. They, are, they have their dreams laid before them. And suddenly, one year, two years, three years, four years, six years, what is supposed to be a happily ever after marriage turn, turns to a crisis. The man loses his job and is not able to find one. A sudden sickness comes into the scene and alter everything. Accident happens. All of a sudden, a man full of life is diagnosed with cancer. All of a sudden, drug addiction sets in. So one thing about storm, the storm of life, is that when they come, they shake the very foundation of our lives. There is always an opportunity for great danger to destroy. It alters, it, it attacks, the world is attacks, it attacks the very foundation of your life. Jesus and his disciples were going to the city of the gatherings on sea and a storm of wind arose and they were at the jeopardy of losing their lives and their sheep in the water. So storms are common in life. Storms is what we have to live with in life. But one thing is sure. Storms may come. Storms are inevitable. Nobody can prophesy a wisdom from a life, the life of another. But storms are not meant to mark our end. Many have been consumed in the storms of life. They are that powerful. They are that strong. But you don't have to be consumed in the storm facing your life. I heard of a family that has been in strange bondage. Potential, full of potentials. When they manage to go to school, they are the brightest in school. But one thing becomes a strong limitation to the family. If you get to high school and you finish your secondary school and enter into university, everyone from that family that enters into university runs mad. Despite their great academic potential, being the brightest in class, immediately they step into tertiary education. There is mental issue. That's a storm. 
that has put a limitation into the life. But one day, a member of the family said, enough is enough. Enough is enough. There are too many storms in life. And so God has asked me to preach this message today. Peace in the storm. Peace in the storm. Before you talk about peace, you talk about victory. The word of God speaking says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world. And I can paraphrase and say, and this is the victory that overcomes every storm in life, even our faith. It is victory that brings peace. So speaking on peace in the storm means how to attain victory when facing the storm of life. Attaining victory when facing the storm of life. So life is full of storms. There is no there, there, there is no gain saying that fact. Life is full of storms. But God can bring us peace when we are facing the storms of life. Jesus and his disciples were in the boat. The storm came. There was, there was fear. There was terror everywhere. There was panic. But Jesus was sleeping in one corner of the boat. The boat, no doubt, was in jeopardy. And if the storm has its run its full course, every life in that boat is facing certain destruction. But Jesus was in that ship, in one corner of the ship, taking a nap. When he arose, what he said to the storm is peace be still. Peace be still. And the raging storm quieted immediately. So God has capacity to bring peace. In every storm you are facing, whether in your personal life, whether in your career, whether in your family, whether in your health, whatever is a storm. You may even be the president of a nation, the storm facing your country. You may even be a community leader, the storm facing your community. God has the capacity to bring peace into that storm ravaging your life. If there is anything God has in abundance, it is peace. In the book, in the word of God, 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 16, God is called the Lord of peace. He is the Lord of peace. He is the Lord of peace. A boy of 10 years once promised my bosom friend a car gift. We didn't take the boy seriously because even though he likes my friend, who happened to be his teacher. But he doesn't have the capacity to give him a car. His daddy may have a lot of car. He might have seen a lot of car in his daddy's uh, garage. But he doesn't have capacity at age 10 to take one of those cars, even if he likes my friend so much, and give as a gift to my friend. So why am I saying this? I believe it is sound logic and it is sound reasoning 
to examine the capacity and ability of, of whoever makes a promise to determine whether to believe or not. The will of God for your life is peace. The promise of God for your life is peace. The will of God for your people is peace. The will of God for your family is peace. Peace is one of the manifestation of the presence of God in a life, in a family, in a situation. Peace is a sure marker of victory over the storms of life. Why they, they target the storms of life are targeting your peace. When you are not at peace, you are in defeat. So much insecurity is ravaging my country, Nigeria, right now. In many parts of the country, you cannot, you can, you can, in many parts of the country, you cannot leave without watching your back. So there is no peace. There is no peace. You can't, you can't go from point A to point B. A day hardly pass without an occurrence that will shake the foundation of your peace. So these storms of life target the peace of the people. Target your peace. So peace is also a sure marker that you enjoy peace. is also a sure marker that you are in control, that you are in victory. That you have victory. Peace is one thing God has in abundance because He is the Lord of peace. It's a pointer, an indicator of a life where God is present for nobody. Nothing has the ability to make trouble. We are the Lord of peace, has established peace. My prayer is that you will find the path to peace. For that person who God has in mind when he asks me to preach this message, Peace in the Storm, as you hear this message, you will encounter you will see the path of peace. Peace is not in affluence. Peace is not in affluence. Peace is in God. My wife and my sister and my son was once invited to an official assignment. My wife was invited to an official assignment and he went with my son and uh, assist my sister to help him ba babysit my son. And they lodged in this wealthy man's house for a whole week. By the time they were out of that house, they appreciated the affluence and the opulence that they encountered there, but they said something to me that they sensed tension all over the house. That they sensed tension. Everyone living in that big mansion seems to be tensed and seems to be unhappy. So, despite the affluence and opulence of that wealthy man. Peace is foreign to the people living with him. Praise God. So peace is a pointer that God is in a life, that God is present, that God is in control, that God is in charge.
Nobody gives what he does not have. God is the Lord of peace. And his, his will for your life is peace. His plan and purpose for your life is peace. Like I have said earlier, it is logical to query the capacity of everyone promising you something to bring about the promise. It is logical. It is sound reasoning. The boy promised my, my friend a car, even though he has good intentions. But we have, we have to query his capacity, his ability to bring out his promise. He has wonderful intentions because he loves his teacher. But at age 10, he doesn't have the capacity to gift a car. To my friend, his teacher. So God wants you to have peace. But does God really have capacity? What is the qualification of God to bring about peace in your life? Look at how cancer has ravaged people. Cancer killed Stephen Jobs, the former CEO of Apple. What are you now talking? A man with such influence and affluence, a man that amassed such wealth, that can afford the best medical care there is yet he died of uh, of cancer if i uh, yeah he died of cancer what are you now saying how can i survive cancer with lesser resources Does God, how can you say that God has capacity? That God can bring peace and solution into my situation? Do you know the strength of my enemy? His reach. His grip, his influence, his money. Where can, how can you say that I can face this enemy and be free from him? How can God bring peace into my life? So it is normal. It is sound reason. It is logical to query the capacity of whoever brings a promise. So let us examine the qualification of God to be able to bestow peace to you in the storm. I would say God is Lord, is Lord over all flesh. God is Lord over all men. The word of God in the book of Jeremiah 32 verse 27 says, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? So, number one qualification that makes God able to bring peace into your life is that God is the Lord of over all men. Is the Lord of all flesh. Is Lord over all men. In case a man has stood before you as a man mountain to be a storm, in case men have risen against you, God has capacity to deal with that situation, to deal with those dealing with you, because he is Lord over all men. He is God, the Lord of all flesh. There is nothing too difficult, too hard for him. 
in Genesis chapter 12, verse 10 to 20, we saw the case of Abraham versus Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Abraham came into the territory of Pharaoh with a beautiful wife. Pharaoh had Pharaoh have a reputation of uh, collecting the most uh, the most beautiful wife in his territory and making them his wife. And when he saw Sarah, the wife of Abraham, when he heard of the reputation of Sarah, the wife of Abraham, as a fair lady, as a beautiful woman, he reached out his hand to take the wife of wife of Abraham, Sarah. Abraham was powerless to fight Pharaoh. A storm has risen. A powerful man has come up against him. And he has no natural way, natural means of standing in opposition to this one-man storm called Pharaoh. But God has a covenant with Abraham. And God went to rebuke Pharaoh. God intervened in the storm facing Abraham. The storm that wanted to ravage the foundation of his family. And scuttle the promises of God. The covenant of God in his life. God was Lord over Pharaoh. Pharaoh may appear to be the Lord of all in the realm of Egypt, but God is Lord over Pharaoh. So when God spoke, Pharaoh returned back his wife, returned back the wife of Abraham, and with so much compensation. I don't know who have risen up against you and has and through him the devil has walked a stormy situation in your life to threaten the foundation of your life the foundation of your career because God is Lord over all men I see the God of peace intervening for you in the name of Jesus what is the next qualification? We have seen that God is Lord over men. But you can say, ah, the storm of my life is not about men. Let us see another qualification of God. God is Lord over time. <laughs> God is Lord over time. You see, time is a creation of God. God exists in eternity. He lives outside of time. He can manipulate time. Time is not a constraint to God because time is subject to God. In Genesis 21, 1-7, we saw the case of Abraham again. Abraham and his wife Sarah. Despite their telling age, time the battle of Abraham to have a child is a battle against time. They are, they are old. The Bible recorded that the body of Abraham has died. Abraham's body is, is dead. Abraham cannot naturally father a child because time is against him. Sarah, his womb is gone. At age 90, time is against Sarah. There is nothing, there is no two ways about it. But the storm of your life is not the storm of your life that is. Time cannot stand against what God wants to do for you. Every storm 
that is built around time is but nothing before God because God is the Lord of storm. What happened in the case of Abraham in Genesis 21, 1-7? God appeared to them. Abraham was 99 and Sarah was 89. And God said, according to the time of life, by this time next year, that is reading it differently, he said, by this time next year, you will have a child. Sarah did not believe initially. He laughed. But he came into faith. And God reversed a process that is irreversible. The aging process. Bible said in the book of Hebrews that Sarah, by faith, received strength. That means his, her youth was renewed so that her body can carry a child. Abraham, by faith, was able to father a child. His youth was renewed so that his body can father a child. It is a race against time. Because many people think that time is irreversible. No, not with God. God is the creator of time. God can manipulate time. It doesn't matter how long your challenge has been. It doesn't matter how long that misfortune have lasted in your life. It doesn't matter how long. Uh, in, my, in my dialect, an adage says that if something lasts for long, it becomes a tradition. If something lasts for long, it becomes a tradition. It doesn't matter the misfortune that has become a tradition of your life, has become a tradition of your family. In the name of Jesus, an end has come to that misfortune. That storm that has crested on the wing of time to establish itself as a normal in your life, an end has come to it in the name of Jesus. In the book of John, a man was sick for 38 years. But one day, Jesus said to that storm, enough is enough. I don't care how long you have faced that situation of sickness. But by the power of the living God, under whose anointing I speak now, an end comes to that storm. In the name of Jesus, let time begin to favor you. If time will be reversed, if there will be need for a reversal of time, in the name of Jesus, let it become a reality for your situation. Can time be reversed? With God, all things are possible. God reversed the aging, aging process of Sarah and Abraham at age 190 so that they can bear a child. Your situation is not impossible before God because God is Lord over time. So every storm riding on the crest of time to establish itself in your life is under, is subject to the authority of God. We look at the next qualification of God to bring peace, to be able, that the next qualification of God to bring peace into your life. Oh, God is Lord over men. God is love over time. Lord over time. God is also Lord over circumstances. God is, the, is Lord over circumstances. Israel has been under captivity, under slavery in Egypt for so long. Generations were born. Generations were made slave. And generations were born into slavery. All they know is slavery. 
and Egypt is a strong military power. The circumstance of Israel seems to be settled. Slavery has come to stay forever. Israel seems destined for slavery. But not when God comes into the scene. Because God is Lord over circumstance. In Exodus chapter 3 to chapter 15, we saw how God walked through the circumstance of Israel to bring them out of the strong bondage of captivity in Egypt, under the Pharaoh of Egypt. Generations of your family may have known the storm of poverty. Generations of your family may have known the storm of failure. Generations of your family may have known the storm of premature death. Generations of your family might have known the storm of curses and enchantment. But in the name of Jesus, who is Lord over circumstances, an end has come to that storm. I say to that storm, peace be still. In the name of Jesus, I break every age-long curse that has entrenched storm into your family in the name of Jesus. I decree for the world, where the word of the king is, there is power. I am redeemed to my God as a king. I make a decree into your life. Let circumstances turn around for your favor in the name of Jesus. Your circumstance may call you the, the disadvantaged. But when God enters into your situation, you become the advantaged. Now, receive divine advantage to turn around your circumstance in the name of Jesus. God is also Lord over elements. God is also Lord over the element. Element of fire, element of water, element of air, element of soil, whatever is an element. God is also Lord. I will also so say, God is also Lord over nature. In Daniel 3, we saw the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego against a powerful king, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar threw these three Hebrew boys into fire to be destroyed because they won't bow to the golden image he has made. But God was there in the storm to quench the raging fire. The people that threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were consumed by the heat of the fire. The people that threw them into the fire. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego survived the fire. They did not just survive the fire. They dominated the fire. Why? Because God is able to bring peace even inside a raging fire. Joshua was persecuting a holy war in the name of God. And the day seemed to be far closing in on him. Joshua spoke to the sun and the sun stood still. God is Lord over nature. God 
is Lord over elements. I don't know what may be challenging your peace. But I say to you, God is Lord over nature. God is Lord over storm. So God is able to bring peace. We have stated these five qualifications of God to see that God is not just making a wishful promise to you. God has capacity to bring peace, to bestow peace, and a lasting peace at that to you. Speaking about Solomon, the king of Israel, he had peace all around him. Why? Because God gave him peace. And in the book of Job, the word of God says, where the, wo say, say, where the word of a king is, there is power. Ooh. Oh, sorry. In the book of Job, the word of God says, when God giveth peace, who can make trouble? If God bring peace into the storm in your life, nobody can make trouble. Peace is abundant with God and it's only God that can bring lasting peace into your life. It's only God that can bring lasting peace into your situation. Or what is a part of peace? What is a part of peace? How can I find that part of peace? The word of God speaking clearly says, there is no peace for the wicked. So everyone in wickedness, everyone in iniquity is not permitted by the decree of divine judgment to live in peace. The wrath of God has established storms, 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 storms for the wicked. There is no peace for the wicked, says the Lord. You want to find a part of peace? You want to find a part of peace? Do you want to have peace of mind? Do you want the peace of God to invade your circumstances? Do you want the peace of God to invade your life? Then, abandon wickedness. God's judgment is against wickedness. God's judgment is against the wicked. Isaiah 48, 22. There is no peace for the wicked, says the Lord. But in Jesus Christ, there is a sure path to enjoy peace. Every encounter with Jesus will bring man into peace. A time came in my life where we were faced with such a terrible storm that the foundation of my family was shaking. It's a matter of life or death. Somebody has hired corrupt elements of the government. corrupt element of government officials to be instruments of oppression and possible death, possibly death to me and my wife. It's a terrible situation that lasted for three months, three months, where we were in hiding. I could relate to, to David hiding from the hot pursuit of, of uh, King Saul. 
our children were under house arrest for two months. We have no access to them. Well, a lady was wondering why I could, I could find time to sleep in such a terrible situation. How, why I could find time to rest, to laugh, and to play, even in such a ter terrible situation. I said to her not to wonder that Jesus is my peace. He has taken this battle for, from my hand. And I told and I tell you, Jesus came true for us. Jesus came true for us. He spoke peace into my life, and the raging storm ceased. Jesus is able to bring peace into your life. Every encounter with him leaves you with peace. The first word he gives is peace. The first gift he bestows to men is the gift of peace. When you encounter Jesus, what you encounter is peace. I wish there is another way I would have told you. But Jesus is a sure way of peace. Jesus is a sure way of peace. You are in wealth. You are in money. You are in power. But inside you there is no peace. Jesus is a sure way, is a sure path of peace. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. The truth about peace is Jesus. Why is that? In Isaiah 53 verse 5, the Bible records that the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. That him there is talking about Jesus. The chastisement of your peace. Now, Jesus was punished to bear your peace. Sin brought man again. Sin brought man into a position where man is a is, is a debtor, debtor of justice. But Jesus paid all that price so that you can have peace and not just peace, have it abundantly. So the chastisement of your peace was laid upon Christ. The chastisement of your peace was put upon Christ. So Jesus Christ is a part to that peace. When Jesus encounters you, you will encounter peace. Who is qualified to receive the peace of God? The one that will call on God. The one that will call on Christ for peace. For peace. For Jesus is your peace. Jesus is your peace. He establishes peace inside of you. And he establishes peace around you. All around rest is possible in God. All round rest is possible in God. The place of all round rest is the place called Christ. Christ is a person and Christ is a place. In Him you have peace. He promised and said, My peace I give you not like the word. Not like the word give. The word can give, we give an illusion of peace through alcohol, through drug, through sex, through more acquisition of wealth. It's not like the word give. But I give you real peace. The peace that is beyond understanding. Just like that lady could not comprehend how a man passing through the storm I was passing through could have such could have peace enough to be able to sleep, to play, to laugh. Yes, Jesus is my peace. He will establish peace inside of you, peace of mind, and you establish peace around you. The storms of life 
are not meant to consume you if you are in Christ Jesus. They are meant to be markers of God's victory and God's deliverance. And God, they are, they are meant to be markers of the testimony of God in your life. Are you looking for peace? Are you serious about peace? Jesus is the answer. Why not pray and ask Jesus to come into your life and establish his peace? He was in that boat when the raging storm began. When he rose up from his napping, he rebuked the storm and said, Peace be still, and the storm was still. Why not welcome Jesus into your boat, into the boat of your life, so that he can establish his peace? So that he can establish his peace. So that he can establish his peace inside of you and establish his peace around you. Why not cry and say, Jesus, please be my Lord. I'm tired of doing it on my own. Be the captain of the ship of my life. I welcome you into my life. Now, I pray for you. I say to every raging storm in your life, peace be still. To every raging storm in your life, in the name of Jesus, peace be still. Let the mercy of God invade you in the precious name of Jesus. Congratulations. I'm sure that God will visit you with his peace. I'm sure that this message is for you. Therefore, write to us at Herod of Glory evangelist at gmail.com Herod is spelled H-E-R-A-L-D O-F-G-L-O-R-Y evangelist E-V-A-N-G-A-L-I-S-T at gmail.com Write to us. Let us be part of your joy. Let us be part of your, your, your testimony. If you have prayer need, you can write to us stating your prayer need and your name and you'll be sure that we'll pray with you. Until we meet again, this is the voice of the evangelist. Don't you wait tomorrow. God bless you.